0: What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life, the lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course, but have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it is broken down, it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life.
1: Life Bank would not be the successful organization it is without our dedicated staff. It takes experts in multiple areas to turn tragedy into hope and healing. Every day, the Life Bank team gets the opportunity to change lives forever through organ tissue donation. It is not always an easy job, to say the least, and the Life Bank staff deals with tragedy on a daily basis. So, what does it take to be part of the Life Bank team? And who wants to save lives for a living? Welcome to episode six of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber. I'm a two time kidney recipient and a Life Bank staff member. I'm so excited. With us today in the studio is Michelle Layton, the Chief Talent Officer for LifeBank. Michelle oversees the Human Resources and Finance Department, and really covers all things employee-related. Michelle, thanks for being here and sitting down and talking with me today. I know you're super busy, but you love talking about our amazing staff. And I wanna know, what does it take to work here at LifeBank? Thank you
2: for having me today. It's quite a pleasure to be part of this podcast, but it does take a special person to be part of what we do every day. What we do is special. It is hard, but extremely rewarding, all in the name of our mission. What we did, uh, we actually created a top performer philosophy for our uh, candidates and our staff because it does take specific qualities that leads us to better success. So, From a top performer philosophy, which was created latter part of 2018 and then implemented throughout LifeBank since then, but really it answers the question for a candidate, like what do I have to do to be successful here at LifeBank? It assumes that, yes, I have to do my job really, really well, but there are qualities that just make someone that top performer because, again, it gets us closer to the healing and saving of lives because what we face every day is difficult. So the top performer philosophy really goes into specific attributes that makes them more successful. Even as an employee, it helps give them this platform to be able to say, okay, what do I have to do as an employee to be a top performer in addition to do my job really well? And it kind of puts you, it separates you a little bit uh, and puts you in a better position for not only personal success, but for organizational success as well.
1: We certainly do want our staff to be top performers. Can you explain to our listeners exactly how the top performer philosophy was created and how you came up with the specific criteria to be a top performer?
2: Um, Yes, so I went through kind of like an event with the other senior leaders the three of them and I simply gave them a list of all of our employees. Uh, their instructions were as simple as: I want you to, in your own definition of what a top performer is, look at the list and just note them. And I told them you can't work together; you have to be it has to be complete <laughs> autonomous on your own definition. So there's no cross collaboration. And so at the very end, collecting these three lists, I looked at, okay, who are the folks that all three individuals with their own definition said, these are what I believe are the top performers here at LifeBank within our culture. And then we went through just a practice of, okay, of these, I think 15 or 16 individuals that we all have said, yep, these are top performers. We looked at those underlying qualities that were among them across the board. So it took a lot of time But in the very end, it created these particular qualities that these individuals seem to all have. And that is how the top performer philosophy was born.
1: So why did you feel that it was necessary to go through that exercise with the senior leadership and implement the top performer philosophy within LifeBank?
2: A lot of times it's by taking things that are very nebulous and undefined and making it definable because it it gives concrete things, meaning when we're hiring somebody, Yes, there's job fit. Then there's the cultural fit, which is very hard. It's difficult because every organization has a different culture and requires different qualities that are of great importance. So, from a candidate perspective in the hiring and selection process, it's like who do we have to have to match the job? But where do they have and/or possess those qualities that we're really looking for for those top performers? So, again, it makes it concrete versus again some nebulous idea of I thinking this is I think this is what we need to become. This is actually what we are looking for. And then from an employee perspective, it is what do I have to do to be successful here, again, above and beyond my job? And again, gives them very concrete definition of what that means so they can work towards that. It gives our leadership an ability to be very concrete, to give supportive and specific feedback for them to go above and beyond that job. What does that mean? it just takes something that is typically very nebulous and undescribed and undefined to something that's very definable. Um, And you know me, I always say, what does that mean? You know, when they say be a top performer, and most organizations can't define it, you know, and so this just helps us define it and makes it very specific and useful.
1: Michelle, that's so interesting. Can you Explain to our listeners what the qualities are in a top performer. What are we looking for in a top performer?
2: Sure. So there are five specific um, qualities that we look for. So it is being adaptable to the unexpected. That is what we deal with every day. We're caught between death and life, which comes with a myriad of things that we have to deal with every day. So to being adaptable is extremely important. Uh, being resourceful to find the answer. What we do is extremely timely. Time matters the most. You know, again, dealing with donor families to that potential recipient, we only have very little time. And so someone to be extremely resourceful means we are closer to getting to that mission faster. And that means the world. Being innovative for a better tomorrow. Our mission is powerful, but we have to continue to look for efficiency and effectiveness so that we can heal and save more lives. Um, So being innovative for a better tomorrow, again, very critical. Uh, Being motivated by the mission. You've heard me say it. I truly believe it because I feel it and I see it. When you are not motivated by our mission, that this could be just potentially a job. It doesn't work. Typically, you're isolated because if you're not really motivated by our mission because it is really hard, uh, A, it's going to be easy to walk away you're not motivated by it, and you do need to be because it's tough. It's not made for everybody. So I typically find that those who are not motivated by the mission tend just not to last. Our mission is always our guiding light to where we need to go. And if you don't have that, it, it can be easy to walk away from because it is it's difficult. To be resilient to keep moving forward, Whether you're in direct line on the clinical side or the supportive, we do hear and see a lot of things that are sad and are tragic. But to be resilient, to keep moving forward so that we can heal and save lives of others, that is that mission, that's that guiding light. But you got to be able to pick yourself up and to keep moving forward. It is so easy to say, this just isn't for me. It's too difficult. But it is so important to keep moving forward. Yes. So that those are the five different, very specific qualities um, that are part of that top performer philosophy.
1: It may sound a little bit overdramatic, but what we do, especially our clinical folks, it is a matter of life and death every day. You know, we still have 20 people dying every day because an organ isn't available in time. And so what we do really does involve life and death decisions. So let me ask you this. How did it help our leadership at LifeBank and then also current staff members?
2: So current staff members, you know, they always good question is, what do I have to do to be that top performer? What can I get better at? And from an employee's perspective, again, it gives them concrete things to try to achieve or to ask questions to their leader to say, how can I become more adaptable? How can I become more resilient for that leader? Because within each of these five qualities, It is very highly defined. So there's about six or seven descriptors below each one of those top performer philosophy definitions so that that leader can give them, again, specific things that can make a difference versus like what does being adaptable mean? Well, that can mean a lot. (laughs) But from our perspective, we have a very clear definition of what adaptable means. So it gives them construct of what they could do to improve or to keep doing really well or to stop doing, it's ineffective, or from a leader's perspective, to give really supportive feedback that is very
1: specific and meaningful back to those employees. Well, then circling out to prospective staff members, this is applied to them. And so that's a great measurement for if they're a good fit with our, our current staff.
2: Job fit is one area that obviously you need to match for a to job to a candidate. But also, again, it's it's what qualities should they have. You know, anybody who's applying, whether it be an internal to another position within Life Bank or a potential external coming internal here, they do have to answer very specific questions regarding these
1: particular definitions. Such an interesting concept to have concrete outlines of what you need to do to improve your performance. Brilliant. Yep. Thank you, yep. Michelle. We appreciate you being here today. If you want to learn more about saving lives for a living, visit the career section on lifebank.org for a listing of the positions that we currently have available. You can also learn about organ, eye and tissue donation and becoming a registered donor when you visit lifebank.org. That's it for now. And when you stop back next week, let's talk about
0: life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life, the podcast that is changing lives. Organ, eye, and tissue donation is truly all about life. Life given, life received, and lives saved and healed. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at infolifebank.org or visit lifebank.org for more information. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, take a few minutes to do something heroic. And register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. Donate Life.